very good morning to you on this Monday morning. We're with you right through until 12 midday. We're looking at a number of issues uh, today, and as the programme progresses, we're looking at Sultan Lachikara going into Rahun Newcastle Territory. Also on today's programme, we're looking at Capra Park funding that can go to other projects uh, within the city. We're going live to the Oscars uh, today, and uh, we'll give you full details on that. We're also looking indeed at farming on today's programme. Also going to uh, remember indeed Jesuit priest Father Michal McGrail because Maumain Connemara is um, the site of that this coming weekend. We'll be looking forward to St Patrick's Day Parade. What's happening where and who's doing what? We're also looking at Goldberg businesses recognised as good for Ireland when it comes to awards. That and much more between now and 12 midday. Stay with us. And a very good morning to you. Welcome in to today's programme. We also have some tickets to go to the Marty Party, which is taking place uh, this coming Saturday, 25th of March. Sorry, Saturday week, uh, 25th of March. And you could be going there. Plus also we'll be asking you to help us uh, to support the uh, Irish Cancer Society and their Daffodil Day taking place on the 24th of March as well. So loads to come between now and the end of the programme. And it's an evolving programme as we go to air on this Monday morning as well. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so on 086 38 That's 086 if you want to get in contact uh, with us. And uh, Keith, before you start the programme today, just to let you know there's a scam uh, doing the rounds, uh, this caller said. Um, again, I got this at 10 o'clock, 10pm on Saturday. My husband got exam- exactly the same text an hour later from a different number and we didn't reply to either. So you tell people to be very careful. And the text goes as follows. Hi, Mum and Dad. I've uh, changed my number. Send me a message on WhatsApp to this number here. Uh, thank you. But it's a scam. And once you get through to that number, which is a very kind of a funny number as well. So just be very careful out there uh, today. Now, though... Um, There's a bit of a storm brewing and I think it can be sorted out. And over the weekend, there's been much discussion both on and off social media and elsewhere in relation to Saltil Naknakara and their acquisition of land in uh, Kiron in Rahun to develop a state-of-the-art area. They are very restricted when it comes to the facilities that they have uh, in the Salt Hill area, in the park area. They've won AstroTurf and they've won Pitch uh, beside Pure Stadium and they have a huge uh, membership on the other side, uh, they're going into Curon in Rahun to develop this. And some of the people from Rahun, Newcastle, feel that they're coming into their ground, uh, their area, and grazing uh, from their plot as well. Let me go first off, and we've called out, by the way, to Rahun today since early morning. And uh, But let me go to uh, former Galway footballer Finian Handley, who joins me from Salt Hill, Lactacara, and he's on the line with me. Finian, good morning to you. Morning, John. Keith here. Sorry, thanks indeed for joining us. Thank you. You're so used to talking to John that you think you're talking to me now. Exactly, yeah. Listen, (laughs) just take me through um, when all of this started. Uh, Let me talk about Sultan Lactricaro first off. You are bereft of facilities. Uh, That's correct, Keith. Yeah, um, I suppose, look, it's it's no secret uh, at the minute uh, to, to, to see that the club has grown, you know, massively over the last number of years. Um, obviously, with with Salt Hill and Knocknacarra becoming one of the biggest urban areas in in the, in the west of Ireland, um, you know, we started the club started you know off the back. Say Michael's was 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 a club, you know, before Salt Hill uh, started, and Father Griffin's were there as well. And obviously, the demographic has changed in 
in the in in the, in the west side of the city. Um, so you know, in, in, in particularly in the last number of years with housing developments in Knocknacara, you know, in around the Salt Hill area, it's just it's just we're we're up to two thousand five hundred members now. Um, We've won pitch, uh, really. That 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 that's you know for 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 four codes: camogie, hur- hurling, ladies' football, and 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 men's football. And we have used to the Capper Road, which is a council pitch as well. But it's just it's it's nowhere near enough. And look, we're not the only ones uh, that are struggling for facilities around the city. Uh, I, I you know I'm aware that all the other clubs as well. Mm. are growing and, and Galway City is growing so you know it's a challenge for everyone but it's a it's a huge challenge for us I, mean, I suppose we can only speak for ourselves And when did you embark then on land acquisition uh, to create a state, state-of-the-art facility? Um, well, the, well, the land, the, the land uh, in Minkloon and Rahun was, was, was bought way back you know uh, long before my my, my time in, in being involved outside of playing but um and, and over the years uh, there was an attempt to, to develop it which 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 was refused and and and, and fair enough uh, refused on, on valid reasons as well so um obviously as a club over the last number of years you know we've gone away various committees have gone away looking to develop facilities, you know, in around the Salt Hill area, to buy land, you know, in in around the Salt Hill Knocknacara area, to to no avail. So, um, in the last year, in the last six months, really, you know, uh, with regards to the development plan, changing and 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 zoning tracts of land, obviously for the next ten years, mm. um, you know, Salt Hill have have gone about looking to rezone the land, which has now been done to to specific use for 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 pitches. Uh, which is great, and in, 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 you know, it's by far not enough for for the city, but uh, that has been done. So you know, the, you know, the way it's going to be over the next ten years is there will be pitches on that land, which is great facility. Um, hopefully, in this in this round of planning, that it's successful, but. There's no guarantees, so it's you know it's really in the last eighteen months to two years that you know with lack of of, of options elsewhere or no options elsewhere, this has been the only option presented to Salt and Aftercare. Um, because there would be nowhere else that you could buy land in that general area, not not to the extent of what you bought in in Minkloon, Kieran, there that whole general area. So, so you, you bought you've bought the land, and are you surprised then with the Rohan Newcastle reaction because you will be you're coming into their turf effectively. Not at all, not at all. Uh, I suppose I can only speak for myself. Um, no, uh, Rahun Newcastle uh, are a brilliant club. I know I have a lot of uh, friends in Rahun uh, and Newcastle um, that, you know, really, really good. And and we're integrated in some regards with regards to our Camogie team, um, you know, that featured in, you know, in, in county finals and All-Ireland finals uh, are playing together at the minute at senior level. Uh, obviously, our schools are quite close. We're a very, very close-knit club, uh, or very close clubs, uh, with regards to proximity, so look, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. I've, I've no issue at all with, with, with Rahun's, and I, I speak for myself uh, mm. with Rahun's stance on, on anything because they, you know they've every right uh, to, to protect uh, their club, and, and, and you know you can sit down around tables, but you have a lot of moving pieces and moving parts and all of this, you know, and I'm sure they're trying to upgrade their own facilities as well, so. Uh, and grow their club, uh, and 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 I think what's 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 I suppose forgotten here is that everyone is trying to you know you talk to lads from Rahun and, and ladies from Rahun all the time, and everyone's trying to do the best for their club here. So I've no absolutely no issue with it, and I'm not surprised at all. So I mean, there is room from what you're saying. Then there is room for the two clubs to work together, like you're working together now, uh, rather than having any tension between the two clubs. 
Um, <laughs> that's, you know, maybe... Am I painting an quite, ideal picture? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Look, it's, you know, as you know yourself, Keith, it's, it's, it's difficult in various uh, different clubs, you know, in, in, in Ireland and, 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 and in Galway, you know, you, you can, you can work together to a certain extent, but I suppose we all want what's best for our own club, you know, be it St. James's, St. Michael's, um, you know, Rahun or, or Salt and Nakara, and, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to grow and facilitate our members uh, and, and do the best we can. So, you know, whilst you can work together, it is quite difficult. I think Rahun and, and Salt Hill is, 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 is quite unique because we are integrated in and the city has kind of grown, you know, they're growing together and there's only so much space within the area. Uh, or, you know, there's Rahun, kids from Rahun in, in, in schools in Salt Hill and Nakara, and there's kids from Salt Hill in, in the Bish in town and, you know, and, and, and parents and families will bring kids will play with different clubs as well because of that, because their friends play with that. And, and, and I certainly don't have any issue with that, but yeah. um, you would hope there, there there could be some sort of uh, grounds for discussion. But I suppose at, at this moment in time, you know, Salt Hill and Ocknagara own that land uh, and, and, and they're lodging a planning permit. We're lodging a planning permission to, to develop it. That's the only uh, situation at the minute. Uh, everything else, you know, is for kind of another day. And, I mean, you've got Bolivag School in the middle of it and you've got young people from Nocticaro going there, people from Rahum going there and from elsewhere going there as well into Bolivag School. So there's there, there is, there's there's various hubs around the area uh, mm. that um, where people, congregation come together. Correct, yeah, yeah, there is, yeah. And, you know, look, the, the, you know, the different different townlands and different uh, that have merged over time, and 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 obviously, Nakara has grown massively over the last twenty years. Uh, not as much uh, in the last ten because there hasn't been as much development, but particularly in the early two thousands, uh, you know, it, it, like since I was growing up, it's just been you know flooded with estates and housing estates, and obviously more to come, given given the lack of housing in the city. Obviously, the city is going to grow for you know forty thousand people over the next twenty years or fifteen odd years, which is you know. Is going to be a struggle because we haven't developed facilities for for all these people. No, uh, not just for Salt Hill and Knockmacar, but for everyone. You know, like there's there's Dangan, and obviously then we have a road going through the city, which is taking up tracts of land. And how long that is going to go on? But I'll leave that to your uh, for another day for you. Yeah. But it's 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 you know there's there's very limited space for everyone, and it's this was always going to happen. There was always going to be a merge of some sort, or. Um, you know, a land being developed in, in various parts that, you know, might be to the like in a song. And I, I think it's going to happen probably more often now over the next next 20 years. But surely, I mean, if there is a, and I'm not saying there's a dispute or there's any tension between the two of you, between around Newcastle or Nocturne surely Central Council, and this is all GA we're talking about here, it's for, mm. the, it's for the good of the members, it's for the good and the health of uh, the young people in question and the other people that are in question. But surely Central Council can come in and, and basically say, hang on a second, guys, if there's tension here, let's see what we can do to alleviate that tension. Yeah, it's, it's certainly, you know, I suppose, look, the, the council will say, the city council uh, in Galway with regards to, you know, developing can do a lot more and possibly over the years could have done a lot more. Um, you know, we, we have the use of Kappa Park at the minute, but we're not, uh, we, you know, we can't facilitate hurling. We have no ball stop nets there to stop slithers going into the river, etc. Uh, it's not overly, it's 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 a stopgap 
uh, at yeah. the minute, but it's it's not. It's not, you know, it's not open until May, so it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. You know the 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 answer to all of this. Um, can the GAA, you know, provide facilities? I presume they have to work with the council to do that. Uh, to you know, in a, in a municipal level or a communal level, I, I I don't have the answer. I would hope that that is the next phase in 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 Galway, particularly uh, that that happens. That you've like-minded people in the GAA and the council that can sit down and and maybe start planning out how this is going to happen over the next twenty years. Because I don't see a plan at the minute for 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 city sports in a city that's grown massively. Is is Pierce Stadium available, Finian Hanley, to Saltill Nachtigara? No, 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 not a, never, never was in 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 our time. Never, no. Uh, Salt Hill are completely independent. Salt Hill are completely independent of of Pier Stadium. Pier Stadium is Galway GA and uh, Salt Hill Nakhnakara. Uh, particularly in my time as a senior player or in senior management, have never been afforded uh, the use of of Pier Stadium. But you're automatically there. There's a there's a solution, a short term solution. Because I mean, even if you got planning permission today and got diggers on site in the next couple of months, you're looking at a two year project, definitely, if not more, to to develop that land in in Minkloon. But in the meantime, there should be goodwill there from a pure stadium point of view. Your next door neighbours, they they think nothing of using your facility when there's a big game on. And surely that that's yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Again, it comes down to you know getting people to to sit down and kind of see where where the issues are because it, uh, you know, and I'm very very new to this. I, you know, I'm involved in I suppose the football side of it, um, and really what we're what we're trying to do is develop our pitch in in Salt Hill uh, and upgrade it because of the traffic at the minute and. You know, it, it it it's it's our home pitch, and 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 it can't tolerate. We've sixty four teams, and it can't. You know, it's closed at the minute. It's been closed since since October. It'll be closed into the next couple of weeks, and there's a number of games happening that have to be you know rescheduled and things like that. So, um, you know, and and you know, we our ladies' base, Keith, is 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 massive. The ladies footballers are probably our most successful team this year, and uh, they're growing. Probably will to be the biggest part of our club, and they got to an All Ireland final. And in fairness to Lee Mellows, have facilitated us over the last number of years with regards to training. You know, we use their facilities from the minute it starts to get dark. They have allowed us to, to train out there. It's not ideal going across the city, no, but uh, it has worked out. Uh, you know, even for our senior footballers this year, got to use uh, Lee Mellows uh, for, 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 for training as well, which was fantastic. But mm. um, no, I, I take your point on, on, on Pier Stadium, but I think uh, this is going to open up a, a, a broader conversation with regards to facilities for, for all clubs, not just Salta. Absolutely. And somebody just is correcting me this morning. Uh, Keith Bullybeg School is uh, Bullybeg Barna. Uh, where's the access to these grounds uh, going to be? The traffic is bad enough in this area as it is um, crazy currently. It's close to where the new houses are being built. So if you're going from, say, where those new houses are being built and that Bullybeg Road and you're heading towards uh, Thunnerbrook Cross, it's on the left-hand side uh, as you make your way over there. So that that's where it is. But, I mean, the road infrastructure is, is being upgraded in that area as well. We have a call out, um, Vinny and to uh, the team from Rahun just to see if they want to give us their point of view. I do think there's conversations that need to be had and I think you've hit the nail on the head on a few times uh, today in relation to uh, sitting around the table doing a 20-year plan uh, putting all of that together. I do think that needs to be done uh, but again uh, for today let's uh, see what uh, what happens. Uh, when when do you launch the application do you know Finian? 
Uh, the application now is pending. Uh, it's, re- it's 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 in with uh, Galway City Council this week. Um, so so look again. It's 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 just a dream at the minute with regards to what can happen. There's nothing. That's that's all anyone can do at the minute is is, is lodge the application and, and and let it run its course. And uh, that's that's the planning course. So so after that, everything else is uh, is just a, a is just a side. All right, Finning, we'll come back to it later in the week or we'll come back to it later today if we can get somebody from Rowan. You should have made sure both Rowan and Salt Hill reps uh, were available before you discussed this sensitive topic. Very one-sided affair. Excuse me. One, Very one-sided and unfair. Uh, we've put calls out since yesterday on this and it was a weekend. I'm aware of that. Um, so but we will and as soon as Rowan comes to us, we will take it from there. Why didn't City Council keep some green area for pitches uh, besides all the housing, it's very bad planning, the scholar said today. Now, Galway BFM is supporting the Irish Cancer Society's Daffodil Day uh, on Friday week, the 24th of March. Cancer takes from us every day. It takes big days, little days and everything in between. It replaces them with treatment days and recovery days. But together we have the power to take these days back from cancer and cancer itself. The Irish Cancer Society's Daffodil Day is a day to give hope and raise vital funds so that one day cancer can take no more. Uh, Daffodil pins are available from uh, any of the Daffodil Day volunteers right across Galway and uh, they help to fund free cancer support services and life-changing cancer research as well. If you'd like to take part, um, you can do so or donate. You can go to cancer.ie, that's cancer, C-A-N-C-E-R dot I-E for further details. Uh, but again, Daffodil Day is on March 24th, which is a Friday. It's Friday week and we're encouraging as many people as possible uh, to donate to that. Quick commercial break. We're going to be staying with sport next. Stay tuned. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Now, stick with sport and going a different angle of sport on this one. Councillor John Conley uh, joins me because he welcomes that confirmation has been received from the Department of Sports and Tourism that Galway City Council can still avail of an €8 million Euro funding that was initially earmarked for the provision of an aquatic centre at Capper Park. But due to the increase in construction costs, this project is now unlikely to proceed. And John joins me on the line. John, good morning to you. Morning, Keith. So the money doesn't die with the project if the project doesn't go ahead. So can this be run out across the um, city? Yeah, it looks that way and it's great news. I suppose people will be familiar with the project. It was to develop an aquatic centre, and sports centre in Kappa, as I suppose an extension of the community centre. In 2019, the council applied to the large-scale sports infrastructure fund for funding to support the project. The council were successful. The project in 2019 was forecast to cost 17 million euro. Um, and as a result of that, the council received a grant of over 8 million, slightly over 8 million euro. Since that time, though, Keith, unfortunately, in reviews of the construction cost of the project, the costs have gone from 17 million to 22 million. <sighs> and the government have said, the government have said, look, we're giving you eight and we're not giving you any more. Uh, and, you know, appropriately, the council have said, you look, we need to examine now do we have the means to pay that additional five million ourselves for that project? Uh, and I think, you know, it's it's going to put the council under a significant pressure in terms of the construction costs, but also in terms, I suppose, of the, the long-term benefit that might be arise out of the project. So as a result of that, it was felt that the project may not progress. And on that, the initial impression was 
that the council would then lose the 8 million euro grant. Uh, so I made a case to the council, and again, in support of all the members, that we should make a case to the Department of Sport to keep that large-scale sports infrastructure grant and apply it to another project elsewhere in the city. Um, and, you know, in fairness, the officials that took it on, they engaged with the Department of Sport. I myself met with Minister Jack Chambers along with uh, Senator Crow, uh, and he, you know, he gave us, certainly he was open-minded. Uh, so it seems now the department have advised the council that they can keep that grant. No, we were speaking just before you came on with your teachings, even. Um, we were speaking to Finney and Hanley earlier on just in relation to development of grounds, badly needed grounds that they need in Salt Hill, Carra. Could some of that money be used towards something like that? I'm not sure. One of the things I think about the, the grant, Keith, is that in maintaining the grant, we have to use it for the same outcomes or purposes as the initial grant. So my understanding, and again, I could be wrong, and I think we, should, you know, we need engagement around this, is that it has to be used for some type of aquatic facility um, because the outcomes that from the initial grant application were to increase activity in that sphere. Um, but look, at, I, again, I, I, you know, I'd have to seek confirmation and clarity on that. Um, but, you know, um, it, it'll be used for sport. Uh, and so, you know, whatever, whatever the council agree is the most deserving project and it fits the criteria I suppose that's where it'll go. And again, Keith, I suppose, you know, when you and I discussed this previously, I made the point that I felt this money could go towards Legendland. And I think some of my colleagues made alternative suggestions to you. And there's, there was merit in them as well. So I think we need a round of debate. We need to know what the terms and conditions are here and what the criteria is uh, and take it from there. But I mean, the situation is that it would, it would make great sense um, to use some, but for uh, Legendland, but also indeed uh, the mayor who's uh, currently away on business um, in Seattle and Chicago um, she was talking about the opening up the bats on the promenade there as well maybe some of that funding could be used for that too It might be it might be I suppose I, that has to go through a whole assessment and planning process yet Keith um, you know and I think that that could take some time uh, I'd have some concerns about I suppose the environmental sensitivities around the Bay Area which might prevent some of that work occur and I don't want to preempt anything um, you know it's 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 there's no doubt about it it's it's a good suggestion um, so look at we I I think we need to know I think one of the things about it is if we long finger it uh, obviously the construction cost of whatever we do is going to go up um, so look at I, I, some swiftness and some action in terms of moving it on at the earliest opportunity I think would be would be beneficial but I mean we know that we see first of all you'd know better than I would know I mean you can't throw down the 8 million euro in question from the government unless you've got a business plan to match that 8 million they're not just going to hand you the 8 million and say away you go find something but I mean Merlin Park is poised to be a very strong uh, conference centre aquatic area and all of that so it, it could be upgraded and I think the man you're referring to is Donald Lyons on that one who uh, I think he's still chairman of of uh, Leisureland boards there but why not just pour it into Leisureland and make it um, make, make it a a statement on the promenade there. Yeah, look, I, I, I think, Keith, that, um, you know, there's a number of criteria we have to assess for us. I think that one of the things you said there and you put your finger on it, whatever we decide to do with the grant, we have to match it with funding. Yeah. Um, and it, so, so the idea that we can go and buy a, a clean site um, and maybe develop something there that hasn't yet got planning um, or, you know, hasn't really got the cost benefit analysis done in it yet, uh, that's going to make it more challenging. Again, like you know, you mentioned it there. Look, I think Leisureland, you know, if 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 we had to spend it tomorrow, I think we'd nearly all agree to put it into Leisureland. 
um, and see how we can invest in that facility, how we can bring it up the standard of it, what maybe ancillary facilities we could put with swimming there uh, to, to give it more use to the community and to engage more in the community. And again, the outcome of this, Keith, has to be an increase in the number of people participating in sport. That's why we're getting the money. That was the criteria at the outset, was to increase participant levels and particularly, Keith, to increase participant levels among uh, uh, communities that haven't had opportunity to do so, haven't enjoyed facilities uh, previously. Uh, Legendland, as you know, is in the ownership of Galway City Council since the 70s. Uh, it's always had a welcome on the mat for any groups who wanted to use it, I think. Uh, and I know there are always issues around the costings of that. Um, but look, I think all these are open for discussion. The big, I suppose, outcome of what we've learned over the past number of days is the council can maintain the grant and can put it to good use within the city. Yeah, but I mean, I, was, I walked around two weeks ago and the, the area beside between Leisureland and the Galway Bay Hotel is vast. I mean, really is vast. Mm. Now, it's now all filled up with the hurdy-gurdies for uh, the summer months indeed uh, since then. But I mean, there's a huge tract of very valuable land on the promenade that's belonging to the City Council in Leisureland. Correct. And over the past two budgets, I think, of the Council, we put aside a figure in each year um, to engage uh, consultants and I suppose to engage the community over what we see the potential future uses of that land might include. Um, now, I understand, and I don't, I'm not, I, I don't have the full detail on this, I understand that work is to commence in 2023. Um, and some research will be undertaken as to what is most advantageous for this area. As you say, it's, it's immensely valuable. It's in a prime location. It belongs to the city. Uh, and we must make sure that it's used for the well-being and benefit of the city and its citizens. It's absolutely, it's a stunning area, so it is uh, from there. So when will we see something coming in on this? Um, well, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I wrote to the, C the chief executive over the weekend and I complimented him on the work that the, I suppose the council had achieved in maintaining the grant and asked for further detail as to you know, how we progress the, 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 the next project. Um, so look, I, it may not be on the April agenda of the council, but I'd hope that we'd see it at, a, at, at, at the May one or, um, or as soon as possible. Okay, somebody said just here you might agree or disagree that we need to have a major debate about infrastructure. Lots of planning granted for houses, apartments, etc., but no road network, no areas for buses to turn safely in new estates. And the area resold Hill Nocticara plant pitches is a disaster. Two cars can hardly meet there. Let's build roads first. And I don't know why they want me to tell you this, but will you tell Councillor John Connolly that the pedestrian lights that were put in place outside the trappers on the Tum Road are still not wired? They're not working. Uh, he's telling you us since last November the job is done. Uh, do you know anything about those lights, uh, John? Well, I know that it was the they, it was done in tandem. I think with the work in Black Rock, the, the, the lights in Black Rock are certainly up and running. Um, I'm not as as familiar with the ones on the Tumor, but I certainly asked my colleagues in that side of town, Councillor Crow and Councillor Cheevers, to see if they could get to the bottom of that. Oh, to Councillor Chivers will be in the new car and he'll be gone like a dash now so you will to right. check it out but thank you indeed for joining us uh, today Councillor John Connolly uh, thank you indeed for joining us uh, today on the programme and the comment lines are open if you want to get through to us uh, today we would like to hear from you and you can do so by um, quite simply texting us uh, to 086 38 33 53 that's uh, 086 38 33 553. You can also call us on 091 77077. Going to give you a chance to win because we spoke to Marty Morrissey a few weeks ago and uh, in association with the Roisin Dove 
uh, the Marty Party is on tour right across Ireland and uh, it's been to Killarney, Castlebar, Limerick, Letterkenny and it's coming to Leisureland Salt Hill uh, this coming Saturday week, the 25th of March as well. So you can join Marty and guests uh, for a night of variety, including music, chat and dance. And uh, up for grabs on the night, by the way, are um, flights to Europe, hotel breaks, hampers and more to be won on um, the uh, night in question. Tickets are now on sale from Ticketmaster and the Roisin Dove, just roisindove.net. And the Marty party features a, a variety of national and local stars, uh, special guest appearance and all of that. Uh, Paul Harrington, Charlie McGett again, Sharon Shannon, uh, Cord are going to be there, the Goblet Tenors, uh, Sean um, Max Strabock. Did I get that right, John? I did. And um, it also showcases what Marty is all about. It'll be fun, loud and over the top, which he's good at. Uh, so tickets are now on sale from Ticketmaster and RoisinDove.net and don't miss that. So what we're going to do is give you a chance uh, to win a pair of tickets to go along. So if you want to send a text, you can do so to that number 86 or a WhatsApp to that number. Text and WhatsApp with thanks to Rationale Windows there. And uh, you could be getting yourself a pair of tickets to go along all free of charge. We are heading, technology and all hopefully working the right way, we are heading to LA and the Oscars next. Stay tuned. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. By the way, I should have said at the top of the programme, thank you to everybody who made their way to Wildlands in my Cullen uh, last Friday morning for our Community Matters programme. It went on an absolute storm, I have to say, and well done to everybody involved. We got a lot of comments in from people um, just complimenting and inspirational and... Um, Got a lovely text from Michael Hegarty, indeed, who joined us on the programme. And Dunn texted, Faye texted, um, Faye Bowen texted. And, uh, yeah, I didn't get I didn't get a chance over the weekend to uh, listen back to it. Uh, I will at some stage, maybe today or tomorrow. Uh, but the content was excellent and the fun was good as well. So uh, thank you to all involved in that. And we're out again on the 25th, I do believe it is, yeah. And I think we're heading to, we're heading to the Clatter on that one, aren't we? So uh, the heart's the clatter. Uh, we haven't decided yet where we're coming from, uh, but that's on the 25th. So there you go. Now, the Oscars were on last night. I did not stay up. I know a lot of people that did stay up. I didn't, but I got up at my usual time this morning, by quarter to six this morning. I knew who was what and when was where. Uh, but again, maybe not as many Oscars as we thought uh, we would get, but to be nominated in the first place is a huge, huge honour. Uh, let me now go, though, to a car park in LA where film publicist and Goldway Film Flair uh, publicist also, Heather Mackey, joins us uh, on the line. Uh, it's an unruly hour of the night at this stage over there, uh, but uh, Heather joins you on the line today. It's been a very busy week for the Irish and a very busy week for you, though, Heather. It has, Keith, and it's been a very exciting week and I'm talking to you from the after party at the Oscars in a car park on Sunset Boulevard. So it doesn't get more glamorous than this. <laughs> and somebody just arrived, Richard Bainham, um, with his second Oscar for visual effects. And I got to hold it, Keith, the Oscar, and it's it's they're incredibly heavy, actually. And when he handed it to me, I nearly dropped it. So uh, I nearly broke his Oscar, in fact. Um, but it's been a very exciting couple of days. It's, it's it's a long journey for them, but it's a great week for the Irish. Okay, it didn't take home all the Oscars that they wanted to, 
But again, if you look at Colin Coon and you look at Banshee and you look at everything else that has been... I mean, Ireland is really at the top of its game when it comes to film at this stage. But it is a long journey for them. It is, Keith. And films like On Colin Coon are made um, through the Cine Cahar, um Fund, let's say. And it was set up and launched at the Galway Film Plan in 2017. It was the brainchild of Alan Essamont, the Director General of TG Cahar, And he brought it to the film board, Screen Ireland, and got the BAI on board. And in the last number of years, they've doubled the amount of output of Irish language features. And it started with Finky a couple of years ago, which we had at the flat, uh, followed by Aracht, which ended up in IFTA nominated a couple last year, the year before, for the long list for the Oscars. Then came on Colleen Kuhn, Fusca, and then this year, Roshan Frank, um, which also had its world premiere in Galway, and then went on to be nominated for this year's uh, this year's IFTA. So it's 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 a cycle, and it it um, it goes uh, it goes around. Can I talk to you about the week before? Last night was the night, uh, but the week before is is when all of the um, encounters take place. You've met some very famous people during the week. I did, yeah. We were lucky enough to attend a lot of events. Um, it's been a really busy week, and I'm not going to complain. I'm not the one that says, Keith, I'm hanging here, and I could do with 10 hours sleep because it'll, I'll get no sympathy from anybody. But we arrived Wednesday night. We start at work Thursday morning, and it's events all day. So you just go, and you meet people, and you hang out. But on Thursday night, we were incredibly lucky. We went to an Australian nominee's event in Chateau Marmont in the penthouse on the roof. You, you can't actually make this up, uh, where we met Kate Blanchett and Baz Luhrmann. And they were just lovely. And they were walking around, having the chats, mixing. And, you know, it was great. Like, really super stuff. Like, How does one get back to normal after something like that? Uh, well, one is back to work on Wednesday morning, so one doesn't <laughs> have a choice, Keith. <laughs> But again, you're a publicist, you've been involved in the film flag, you've, you've immersed yourself in education when it comes to film and, and the, the major film crews that have come to Ireland as well. Uh, was it a very proud couple of days for you in LA to see how well Ireland featured up to the event itself? It was, Keith, and you get into the Uber and you're driving around and they're saying, oh, more Irish. Like, I came out in a plane with over 60 people on an Aer Lingus flight on Wednesday evening, and it was wonderful. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these Irish people. The whole, everybody waiting for the suitcases were Irish and they were heading for the Oscars. Like, it's an amazing experience to get to do it. Um, so I feel really lucky, actually. And the Irish have done really, they've, do, they've done really well. And it's put Ireland on the map for global cinema. And that's what matters. So when people come to the Galway Film Plan this year and they see the world premieres that we're hosting, they will then support that's supporting these films on the, the beginning of their journey. And then these films end up going and possibly nominated for IFTAs and then they could maybe get nominated for an Oscar. So it's 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 all a cycle and it starts with your home film festival in Galway. And the investment has gone into it and we see investment going into Galway when it comes to film and in the rest of the country as well. So for a small island, we can have a major, major impact when it comes to film. We absolutely can. And tonight we only took home two, I say only, but like two Oscars out of 14 possibilities. But Keith, this is only the start. It's only going to get bigger. And this is the first jaunt um, out here doing this type of stuff. But I think that it will be the first of many. And I think as the years go on, we'll, we'll be doing it hopefully every year. 
And do you reckon the likes of Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell, who's there with his son and that uh, in the Dalby Theatre, do, do you reckon will they be very disappointed tonight? Oh, there were people have met them that were at the actual Oscars tonight because you have to remember there's only 6,000 people get to physically go to the Oscars. Um, so, so not everybody gets to go. They go to watch parties, but people come back to say that they met Brendan afterwards and he was really disappointed. Like, they're devastated. Like, you're on quite a high and, you know, there's all these events and parties and you attend and it's all really exciting or whatever, but it's building up to something. To then not win is probably quite devastating. But the, I'm here now at the after party for Colleen Kuhn and, and there's no devastation here. These people are really proud of what they've achieved um, and it's a, it's a wonderful achievement to even be nominated, let alone to be down to the last five. But Cullum and his wife, though, they, they've said this from day one. I mean, it was a success that they made at day one. Everything else is is extra and extra and extra. And to be in LA, we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, to him is a huge thing just to be there. But again, I mean, again, it's Colin Coon, it, it touched the heart of so many people right across the world. It did, Keith, but that's because it's an absolutely beautiful film. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a beautiful film that was just shot so lovely and it's in the Irish language. And one thing I will take from this week is I need to brush up on my Irish. I feel really embarrassed that everybody's here and they're speaking Irish to each other. And, and I don't have as much Irish as I'd like. So that's something I'm going to look at um, because it's it's really important that we speak our native tongue. And mm. also we've had the Minister for Arts and Culture here all week. And she's like, these people are just investing so much in the film sector it's 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 a really wonderful time to be part of it and i see this morning you might have got a jet because you're at the after party but i see where michael d higgins has issued a very strong statement congratulating everybody and he's having a very special uh, st patrick's day reception orison ucthron for everyone who has gone to la and will be back from la so you'll have to dust off the uh, the clothing again the the <laughs> and head for the artist this coming friday Oh, that'd be lovely. I will tell them that, actually. I don't think they know that. I haven't heard that yet. So that's very exciting. Well, we'll let you get back uh, to the after party. Thanks for taking time out and uh, enjoy the tra- the uh, plane home because it'll be the only bit of rest you'll get for a few months. So uh, enjoy it from there. Heather Mackey, indeed, uh, publicist and uh, film publicist and part of the Film Fla, the Galway Film Fla, and an awful lot more as well. Thank you for taking our call this morning. To be there with her would be just absolutely wonderful as well, Heather, if, uh, to be there. There'll never be an Oscar for us, so there won't, unfortunately. Uh, but we've we've won our fair share. Um, again, Heather, by the way, um, is Rita Higgins and Christie's daughter, the uh, talented poet uh, Rita Higgins, and her wonderful husband uh, Christie Higgins as well. We might have to get an Oscar for uh, for Christie uh, for putting up with me and for <laughs> everything he puts up with in life. But anyway, good morning to uh, Rita and uh, Christie there as well. The um, they deserve Oscars, but it's a. It, it really has been a whirlwind um, for Heather. I mean, she's been involved and works very, very hard in the industry for a long number of years, and uh, for her to be where she is right now, going in out of the car park for a play tour. Uh, Keith and Colleen Coon isn't that good, Keith. I found it to be a boring film. Ah, uh, let's. It's a film. I thought it was absolutely tremendous. On Friday evening last, by the way, we um, took time out and went to the cinema again. This 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 pass we have, monthly pass we have, it's worth this weight in gold because we're going to something every week. But we went to a beautiful, absolutely stunning film that I loved uh, called uh, Champions. If you get a chance and you're near uh, a cinema 
wherever you're listening to this in the world, go along and just see Champions. I'm going to say nothing else uh, about it. One of my favourite films ever, ever, ever. Uh, but if you get time and you have time and you can go, uh, go to a film called Champions. It is just very special. If you've seen us, seen it, let us know what you think. Let's head towards the 10 o'clock news with a busy second and third hour. Stay tuned. Cozy up with the new arrivals at Galway Retail Park and online at harrycarry.com. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. 